and Jeremy, and I reach out with both of them, and I'm like, Jeremy, can we continue, like, flow app development? Like, I know you're real busy these days. Like, maybe we can get Alex to, uh, to pick up on the development, and Alex is like, nah, not gonna happen. Are you kidding me? Blackberry 10 is dead. <laughs> not going No, in. no, no. Dude, like, the reinvestment it would take to, I literally, oh, are we live? <laughs> Yes, yeah, Alex. We're live. we are live on episode number 57 of Upstream. This one's there. entitled Social. We pulled in some of our fan contributions on the topic lists here. We're going to a couple little things. <laughs> that was all part of the program, folks. Don't get excited. Don't get nervous. Don't the show. I'm pretty sure I just saw like a giant burst of fire. <laughs> <laughs> We're off to our uh, great start. So, again, we really appreciate the BBM Channels community reaching out and giving us these topics. We're going to start talking about what we expect to see from BlackBerry in 2016. So, <laughs> what do you guys think? In a year from now, are we going to see a major change? Maybe a slowdown on the hardware side of things, or, or what? Um, I think it was more or less going to be in the same spot. Anyone wondering why I have glasses because... Uh, Alex punched me earlier before. <laughs> yeah. No, they could actually uh, change the glasses. Oh, you guys Yeah, no, thanks, James, for yeah. <laughs> And I hate you. <laughs> anyway, these are James' glasses he left them here when uh, he was visiting me uh, here in New York. Um, so uh, I think right now they're playing a uh, touch-and-go kind of game. I think BlackBerry is uh, going to take it as it comes, and uh, it's too difficult right now. You know, they're, they're really um, fighting down the clamps and what information they give out, and uh, we'll be covering the Security Summit uh, next week, or this week coming up, um, trying to get an idea more or less what we can anticipate for the next year. But uh, I don't think there's too much to say right now. Everything's in yeah. question marks. How much? How much is actually going to come out of the security summit that's going to give us like a forward-looking vision of what BlackBerry is doing? Like, well, I, think, I don't think too much is going to happen there. That's going no. to be an indicator of the future, unfortunately. Right. I think a lot of people are hoping that Chen's going to whip out like a phone or something, which he's he's not though. Like he's changed kind of the way he's been acting towards this. He's been very hush hush. I can't imagine he'd do anything crazy. Right all right, I'm, I'm going to lay it in. Here's what's going to happen, guys. <laughs> 10.4 SDK is going to be released. <laughs> and it's Android. <laughs> and it's Android. <laughs> all it is is the Android API list. No, but I mean, you know, in 2016, a year from now, where I really think BlackBerry is going to be is just in a stronger place in terms of their software game, right? They're going to yeah. be able to make some money again. And as we see the software revenue declining from BIS like for an internet service, we're going to see the rise of these aqua hires, basically, that BlackBerry has gone through with SecuSmart, Movertu, WatchDocs. None of that has really hit the earnings reports so far, right? So now it's starting to make money on those things and build out the canvas for what they have with Bez 12. I know Bez 12.2 just came out, so very likely the security summit is going to rehash some of the news that in regard to Google Android for work, Samsung's Knox and the interconnectivity of Bez. So we're going to see just more of the same, right? And, and really, I feel like that's, that is 2015 for BlackBerry, right? I still say 2015 is the year of all touch for BlackBerry, and this slider may just, may just define that for us. So it'll be interesting yeah. to see kind of where they are a year from now. Do you guys think really we're going to slow down on the devices, maybe not see them next year, or what? 
I don't think there was ever like a huge pace of devices to begin with because I mean if you look at it right it's like you got a lot of devices you got like the Z30 we had with the Leap classic passport cool but it's how many of those devices can you really consider one like with the Z3 when it released it was like a region specific device you know only thing we kind of seen here states out in the North American region has been the classic um, the Leap and the passport essentially so I think they've came out in their uh, own right in terms of the timing has been, you know, pretty much on track where BlackBerry's always been to. But I don't really feel like we've gotten this plethora of devices to begin with. I think it's always been more the software has just been picking up the pace. It's consistently picking up pace, if anything, um, with the software updates, updating us with the future with like 10.3.3, uh, you know, them giving us an update as soon as, you know, the global rollout of uh, 3.2 was launched, they were saying, hey, we're already working on 3.3, so, you know, don't really worry about it. It's already in the works. It's coming soon. Um, so I, I think they're making, like, a pretty consistent space. I don't think you're really going to see a decline in, in terms of the hardware. You know, Chen has said he doesn't, he doesn't want to leave the hardware alone. He doesn't want to stop it, but he knows where his profit is at, and the profit is the software, so you're going to see more of a focus uh, for BlackBerry, you know, towards software. And that's fine, you know. I think that's completely fine. If you, if because the more money they make, essentially, they can, the more focus later down the road they can put for hardware. And so, you know, they got to get back to you know the, the relevance um, of being a big competitor, not just in uh, the enterprise space in terms of security, but just software overall. You know, getting people to use their services because they have great services, but it's they have to get them on board. They have to really buy those people over, um, in in all spectrums to say, hey, use these services. Regardless of your platform, you know, Bez is, is really, I think, jumping off and it's really catching ear to these corporations, to these companies, especially overseas and now here stateside. So, um, yeah, I, I just really feel like their pace has always been consistent, you know. Yeah, you know, there, there's a lot of R&D that goes into developing a new device and, yeah. like, the Passport, yeah. like, they showed it off. They There was really a lot of thought that went into it. And, of course, like, the, the device needs to pay off for the R&D or it was a waste at the end of the day, right? So I guess rehashing the Passport three times, just like hoping they pay off, pay off the R&D for the Passport, that's one way to, to do it. But I can't, I can't imagine that they're going to go too crazy with devices. They're probably going to focus on like, you know, here we're going to do all the R&D for this, for one device by us maybe, and the rest is going to be either partnerships, like what we've been seeing with Samsung, or just like, you know, hey... Foxconn, you just make the design, you have our specifications, and I feel like they're definitely going to step away a little bit, because R&D is expensive for hardware that doesn't make any money. Yeah, it really is, and you want to make sure that the slider is right when it comes out. You know, you don't want to, especially with what they have with the sleeve, you don't want them to just come out with some half-baked device that has been not just anticipated by uh, your BlackBerry loyalists, but I think people across the board are seeing it as well, and so they want to, and BlackBerry wants to make sure that this device is going to be great on the, you know, all touch side of things as well as the physical side as well. Um, you know, we don't know exactly what this is. It's, there's a lot of rumors. There's a lot of, you know, just hypotheticals that are out there in reference to the slider. But I think whatever it is, they want to make sure it's right. It could be last minute changes now in terms of the specs or in terms of the software, specifically what the software is going to be combined of, what it could be, you know speculations of Android or BlackBerry 10 or a mixture of both. That's something, that's something Darius that was asked on our channel. You know, Someone's like, would you guys speculate on what kind of software or features are going to be bundled with this? And Blaze mentioned this on our previous uh, cast last week where the interview that he did with, I think it was CBC, Amanda Lang, am I correct on that? 
Um, uh, yeah, it was one of them. Yeah, it was uh, CBC's Amanda Mulang, and the, inter the interview that they did there, uh, he talked about how he's really trying to create innovative software so that people can really latch on. And maybe, as, as Alex and Darius mentioned, it'll feed forward and maybe bring people back to devices in a couple years. So again, you put your money where your mouth is now, build out the things people use, and then you bring it over. And Blend seems the same way, right? Like, why do I need a BlackBerry desktop OS when I can have Blend on any desktop OS, right? Just make Blend better, and it's more modular for them. So I, I mentioned this in a tweet, and I wanted to hear what you guys thought. This is obviously um, a BlackBerry device, but if we slide over here, we have this side menu, right? And on BB10 and the Hub and other apps, you can actually dock that menu with those little side icons. Imagine if those icons were actually on the slider curved edge so that, like, basically your hub would always stay front and center oh, okay. with some of the overflow stuff on the side. So, like, literally on any point on the device, you'd be able to access anything nested within the application in terms of the overflow and the left side menu. It'd be kind of cool when you'd see all that stuff, but it wouldn't directly be in your way. What do you guys think? I mean, what kind of things to the edge can BlackBerry bring? I mean, it seems kind of gimmicky otherwise, right? I mean, that, that example right there seems to be, like, the prime example that everybody would like to see implemented on there, but I mean, and when it comes down to it, they could they could go well beyond that as well and implement a few other things. I mean, they could have it changing, um, you know, as you progress through applications and so on and so forth, but I think I think at this point now it, where, you know, that Android rumor has sort of been tossed in there as well, it's hard to speculate on what they could actually do with it without actually knowing whether or not it's running BlackBerry 10 or whether or not it's running BlackBerry or Android or some combination in between. Can you integrate Android apps into that? Is it going to be an Android app that can be running on there? I mean, it's really hard to speculate, but, I mean... It's, the, it's so hard to speculate on speculation about speculation. Right? I mean, <laughs> it's, it's difficult to, to imagine what they would actually use it for because, I mean, even Samsung doesn't necessarily use that edge for... Too many, too many things. They use yeah. it for your incoming calls and you know some notifications and the message scrolling and stuff like that, which isn't really. I mean, in the grand scheme of things, it's not really that creative on the whole. There's a whole lot more that they could have did with it, especially given given the landscape of, of applications that are available on Android. Um, but you know, they that they also said that that's something that they're you know still continuing to improve upon, and developers have access to that. So. I don't know. I mean, like you said, the the example that you gave is pretty much the prime example that I would think of in terms of, of the actual use of it. I mean, having having the hub and everything like that, and, and any hub compatible apps on the side would be would be really interesting. It's it's almost like a new way of um, almost like a new way of accessing the hub without actually you know yeah, having to do right. any swipe gesture or anything like that you just hit the icon that you want and you're dumped right into the hub right and, and even like if you take that even further right so you have the different like nested icons on the left hand side but there's also icons on the overflow side of things so imagine again if you just had the icons nested right yeah. just like we have the keyboard shortcuts you literally have like full access to the app aside from like the swipe down settings like everything would be there it'd be cool <laughs> But you know, from from an from an enterprise perspective, there's like no benefit to that. You know, like there's, it saves no. you a, a second, half a second. I mean, and then there's also like you have to really think about like usability and everything, and like 
even though it seems convenient always having it there, it's it's considered an overflow menu for a reason. Overflow yeah. because you don't you're not supposed to use it that often. So always having them in your face might sound great, but stuff starts getting in the way and distracting and annoying. You don't always want all of these options there. Because like I saw some of the you know the edge. Um, you know, pictures and videos of it with all of these spare icons on the side, like a lot of small ones on the home page, on the home screen with a bunch of more icons, and it just gets overwhelming that there's tons of icons on the right, tons of icons on the front, and it's just like too many options too. So you really have to be careful. About it. I work with two people that have the edge, right, and I always see them. They never really use, you know, the icons, you know, to the the quick tap icons or whatever, you know, to access certain applications. Why? Because that button is always at the bottom of the screen. You just tap and take you right back there. Um, and I think it's, it's more of a habit, but I think the aesthetics are everything when it comes to the software um, and how they implement it. Because, you know, Library prides himself on simplicity. You know, it's swipe here, swipe there, boom. It, it's just too easy to get around the, the OS itself. You know, why make it a little bit more complicated by adding this, you know, that and the third into the OS? I mean, if you have Android running, you know, using those different uh, services or different applications as the hub and uh, security features and what have you, I think it just makes it that much better. But, I mean, James made a really great point because you can always use those curved edges for those type of things. It's just does the aesthetics really add up within the software to make it uh, viable, make it uh, where you're adding on to the productivity of the OS at the end of the day. I think that's what's everything in terms especially in on the enterprise uh I think we lost him there on the enterprise someone finish it Did you just drop <laughs> it? No, that was a mic drop if anything I mean I said this on very slow one on one if anybody's listened to that um, I mentioned you know this device seems like something very geared toward the medical field passport was kind of like you know content consumers content creators you know this is a device for you big screen but again, this kind of curved, you may be able to get some out of it in terms of like 3D, uh, you know, be it 3D like sonograms or, or things of that nature, to quote Darius. <laughs> I, had, I had to throw just a, a little bit of shade there, Darius. But there's there's a really a lot of venues for them at this point. And it's, it's so hard to talk on it because there's so little viable information at this point, aside from what we've been teased on. So with, without a real clear pathway as to what's going to come, the the possibilities are obviously going to be endless. Jubei, what do you think BlackBerry is missing at this point? In terms of software? (laughs) I mean, when I ask that question, let's just avoid channels altogether because Uh, we just watch watch Blackberry flow number 17, 25, 32. (laughs) That's what Alka-Seltzer... he he had he had some Mexican food guys. We apologize if he's coming through the, the audio stream a little bit uh nasty. <laughs> uh, I thought it was a great. Um, someone from the uh, Berryflow commented. Um, I'm I'm sorry on the Berryflow channel commented um, when we were asking looking for topics. Um, trying to see quickly uh, who it was, brought up what is it that BlackBerry seems to be missing now. Now this is of course aside from obviously apps. And I think it's a great, um, it's a great question because you know we, we, we have all these devices, we have these different OS's and if you eliminate apps from the equation, what are we really left with? You know it's arguable uh, that the iPhone is nothing but a glorified app launcher. 
if you eliminate all the apps people download on the iPhones, what are you really left with? Um, a good camera. <laughs> a camera, yeah. If you, um, same see, with Android device. Uh, see, this, this is the thing that bothers me, right? Like, Blackbird's got a great camera, just the software sucks. Yeah. Period, period, point blank. They have a right. job transition out because it sucks, right? I mean, they, they're, they're, they're aware of their problems, but I also think to avoid some of them, they're changing the strategy, right? So, we, so people software hate... software company whose software sucks <laughs> is what you're saying right now? They're a, they're, a, they're a software company, but their software prowess is insecurity, not a fucking yeah. camera, not a camera module. I mean, it, this is something we might have mentioned on our last stream as well, that everyone's going, oh, the Samsung partnership, this device must be Samsung influence, but the specs that we have that are alleged are basically the LG G4, and LG also has curved screen technology very similar to the S6. So is it is it totally a Samsung-inspired thing, or is that all just enterprise, or are they you know working with Samsung on the device? I'd like to hear maybe something on that that actually comes out, like where they source these parts from. Because I feel like John Chen is not the kind of CEO who's going to say, yeah, we work with this guy to get this, this guy to get that. He's just going to be like, nope, here's the device, period, point blank. Let's market it from there. Yeah, yeah. I mean... I as soon as they said dual curved edge display, everybody instantly thought Samsung because yeah. of the Samsung edge display. But nobody yeah. actually thought LG. And as we as we mentioned before, LG was apparently poking around at BlackBerry a few years ago when they were up for sale. So who knows, right? But Blaze and I both heard rumors about like a, a curved flex display type device that was going to be LG powered. And, of course, never came to fruition, but a lot didn't come to fruition back when Heinz was in, <laughs> on board. Um, well, going back to the original question as far as, like, what's BlackBerry 10 missing right now as an OS, it's, um, it's interesting. I think it's worth discussing because, like I said, you take away apps from all the devices out there, from a Windows to Android and iPhone and BlackBerry, what are we really, uh, really left with? And um, I don't know about you guys, something more specific that BlackBerry... I do know that the BB10 OS could use a lot of refinement. I know that already. I mean, just aesthetically, um, I know that there's still a lot of, like, maintenance and stability and bug issues that need to be ironed out to make the experience a lot more fluid. It just seems that they're pushing out updates, and the features and everything that they're adding is all well and good, but it's not really as polished as uh, it should be. And you have a, you get a, like a discrepancy or some sort of fragmentation with the experience uh, that people have. Some people with still hanging on to the Z10 devices, the Q10s, and then people with the Passport, you know, they're starting to see some, you know, performance uh, differentials and it's, it's you know... Um, a, a little bit less than seamless, right? It's... It's, yeah, it's one of those. It's one of those things where you're working across like generations of phones at this point, right? I know yeah. it was like it was only two years ago, but it's that's tough, a, it's a it's long time. Such a tough position BlackBerry's in right now because Apple puts out one phone a year. You know what I mean? And two. We 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 ask um, we ask the question: Is BlackBerry going to slow down their devices? Like, well, they put out four a year. Yeah. And now it's double what Apple does, and. Um, in literally six times less market. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, so, so you know, we're talking about what BlackBerry needs. That's what they freaking need. They need marketing. I mean, 
it, it kills me to no end. Consumer education is probably one of the most expensive things to do in any industry. Yeah. Because to sell something, you need to educate people. That's why, like, shopping networks like QVC are so powerful because yeah. for those people sitting at home, it's a full demo of what you're buying, and then the ability to buy right there with a good, you know, with a, a good deal. I, I wish there was more information going out to us. Not only the uh, go ahead, you helped me that you helped me understand James, uh, and we joked about it before. And I said, you know what, you're absolutely right. You know, BlackBerry is trying to carve out a niche in what they refer to as the business enterprise segments. I'm put my glasses for this one as well. Yeah. And, um, we 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 spoke about uh, the target audience that BlackBerry's been seeking after, right? Business enterprise. Then the name prosumer came up. But then you said something that was so simple yet profound. That said, you know what? Consumers are the enterprise. Enterprise people are consumers. You know, BlackBerry 10 is for everybody. And I think on that, on the, on that note, Jubei. Dalin, 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 his name, whatever his name, that guy, that guy who is going to be hosting our next podcast, which we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that a little bit yeah, later. Yeah, we'll talk about that. <laughs> we, have no we have no deadlines for that whatsoever. Oh, God, we need to get, we need to get on that for sure. But um, Dalin did a fantastic article entitled What You Just Said, Blackberries Are For Everyone. He made a data visualization, like a Venn diagram type thing of like Blackberry enterprise, business, we versus them, and this image is like money. It, it, it sums up what we were just discussing to a T. So we have a lot more coming on that and the fact that Blackberries are really for everyone. It's just people don't know they want one. Just like people didn't know they wanted an iPhone until Steve Jobs told people he wanted an iPhone. Right. I, I think they're, they're realistically just trying to say that enterprise cares so much more about security. The average consumer, if you ask them about security, they really don't give a crap. Like no. Google exists because people don't care about security, for instance. So people don't care about security. Yeah, so they have to market it towards the enterprise because that's that's like the only people. Like it, it doesn't mean that there, it's not a consumer device or consumer operating system. All it's saying is the focus is on enterprise because they are the people that appreciate what we have to offer. But if you think about it, isn't the enterprise like? Just regular consumers as well, especially in a day. Oh, that's what I'm saying. Yeah, yeah. It's bring your own device. So it really doesn't matter at the end of the day. It's like they're gonna either choose whatever device they do, and they're gonna bring it to work, and they're gonna use it on the enterprise system. But if you can put Blackberries in their hands, then yeah, you're talking to um, you know the regular consumers um, on a day-to-day -day basis. It makes perfect sense. Uh, well, you just you nailed know. it. I mean, it's like why did BYOD exist? Well, how did that become to begin with? Consumers. Just and that's exactly what Shane was saying. <laughs> and so now I'm thinking maybe BlackBerry should adjust their uh, marketing if they're non-existing marketing. Yeah. And no, 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 no. Let's let's be fair to BlackBerry in regards to their marketing because a lot of people, you know, even I have said that their marketing absolutely sucks, and their marketing does suck. At we look at it at somewhat of the consumer level. They do have enterprise marketing that people don't necessarily see, you know, because we're not in that those exact specific situations to be able to go ahead and see that marketing. There is marketing there. It's just not the marketing that we would want to see right. as consumers buying these devices, you know. We want to see people in Best Buy giving demos to people. We want to see ads on TV. We want to see 
you know, people out there and letting others know about BlackBerry 10. We want to see those those BlackBerry 10 buses and trucks that they had at the beginning, but it, that's not the marketing that they're into. It, it's it, it's generally not fair to say that BlackBerry doesn't have any marketing. It's just marketing that we're not seeing yeah. because it's think, all interchannel. Do you think, though, that BlackBerry is hurting themselves by limiting that marketing to just that instead of just expanding yeah. You're, you're, but you're talking money about the people, who are, who are B, the, the people who have BYOD, uh, but a big problem is what kind? What comes first, the chicken or the egg? Because the IT department is saying you, you can have Android or iOS, so you think the consumer is going to go buy a BlackBerry because they've been sold on a BlackBerry and go to the IT department and they say no? Because I'm telling you that so many of these large companies say you can have an iPhone, you can have an Android. Yep. You cannot have a BlackBerry. What, so you have that? to tell enterprise... The enterprise has to finally allow BlackBerry, and then consumer could be like, I'll get a BlackBerry. What are you saying that, though, Alice? It's like that's exactly where BlackBerry is actually spending their money. They're going to these companies. They're showcasing these yeah. companies. They're having these events for enterprise uh, customers to let them know of the leap because they say, you know, our, our customers are asking for all touch device. We want to give them the great design device. That's actually where they exactly they're spending their money. They're not spending it, though, in the big box stores. They're not spending it alongside carriers to promote yeah. devices. If me personally, what I think BlackBerry is missing, and, and I know a lot of there's a, so many variables that have to add to this, but I feel like BlackBerry is missing like uh, I, I will say two devices and yes. they have to be like the two flagship devices annually. You know what I'm saying? Like you have to give an all-touch device every year and then you have to give the physical uh, keyboard device every year, which yeah. whether it be the Passport or whether it be, I don't know, whatever you know you want to name your all-touch device. Yeah. You know, it's like HTC, right? For example, you know, they keep coming out with this device every year and when you look at them in the Android running, it's like they really decline, but they keep giving you this device every year and people know that it's there. Why? Because you give it to me every single year. If BlackBerry gives you device every single year and not every other year you're going to give me the Passport or every other year you're going to give me the new Z whatever, then I know that you're relevant. I know your device is there. You know what I'm saying? Eventually, carriers will start putting the money behind it. Eventually, BlackBerry will start putting the money behind it because people will start buying their devices more. You don't have to make this uh, insurmountable number of these devices. You just have to make the device, period. You know what I'm saying? Like, it, it, yeah, that, that's, it, it did it with Passport. Back to, back, also, back to the point, back to the point yeah. Alex. There's yeah. – there's because we're talking about, like, what BlackBerry is missing. And, yeah, we could go on marketing, but Chris – Nailed it. He's like, you know, we don't see it. It really is very specific and tailored to specific markets. But I just want, I think what BlackBerry is missing is the ability to listen to people. And they're doing so much better with Chen, right? They're listening to their customers and really focusing on their enterprise needs. But with that said, there is still a big gap. How many times on CrackBerry forums, on Twitter, or do we hear people saying, I want a BlackBerry All Touch. Yeah. So, so, so John Chen says, "All right, I hear you, but I'm going to give you a slider because keyboards are still what I do best." And it's like, no, just, just do what we want you to do. Same thing with the passport, right? Everyone's like, "Oh, I want a keyboard with a bigger screen." I'm like, hmm, let's give you a passport. But just release people, an All Touch device with some blown out specs and a nice camera, and there you go. <laughs> and, that's it, and call it a day. Give a Me Too product to us. Give yeah. the people what they want because, like G. Bay mentioned. Like Darius mentioned, the consumers are the enterprise. The consumers will consume the enterprise. And really, really, the corporations nowadays, the smart ones, are moving away from BYOD because they're realizing, oh, shit, this is not a 
good idea. Until these devices get fully certified to higher yeah. level security standards, we need to go cope. We need to go with some of these other new uh, enterprise mobility management solutions that are out there these days. You know, as much as I want an all-touch device, I mean, this they, they did the Z10, they did the Z30, and it just hasn't been selling that well. Because you launched the, the, the device in Indonesia in the middle of the night with no market. That's, that's still, there's, people will be edgy, or it, it'll still get to a point where, it, it's just honestly, if they developed another all-touch device and they push it out, People still wouldn't start buying it because of the app problems. There's there's enough problems there where people aren't going to buy it. They can't just do the Me Too product because there's only going to be the BlackBerry loyals like us that we want it. We will buy it. I'll buy two of them. I'll buy three of them. I'll have all my family members buy them. <laughs> Alex, that's a, that's, that is a people. lie. That is a lie, Alex. Yeah. On Verizon and no devices are going to get. <laughs> no, I'm not going to say that though because I read more and more articles every day where people say they're less dependent on applications, like on on like having to really that's, uh, live for these like app, you know, and such. I feel like if one, if BlackBerry really does do what they're supposed to do, and they they're already hitting it in terms of like having you know being able to use Android apps on these devices that it, be, it has been pushed out. But yes, they can. It's like you look at Samsung; they dropped their flagship phone at the beginning of the year, then they dropped the Note at the end of the year. You know, you can drop uh, you know whatever the all touch devices at the beginning of the year, and then at the end of the year you drop whatever the Passport would be. You know, the next iteration of such. And all you have to let people know is like, yes, you can run Android apps. You have all the access to these applications. It's not a thing. Essentially, over time, they that you know, saying people catch on to it. You know, it's a lot of things that people say that we can't do, and then it's like you can do it, and then you make them an excuse like, "Well, oh, even if they do it, they're not gonna get it for you know such and such reason." But it's like you never know until you actually do it. You know what I mean? Like, it, it there's nothing you can really say until it's actually done. We can all sit here and beat a dead horse all day. We already exactly. Heard. I would rather you try and fail and keep exactly. going than not try at all and leave the market wanting something you cannot deliver to them. It just Honestly, it's stupid. Go ahead. All that I want BlackBerry to do is go ahead and get their eggs in all the right basket. They need to go ahead, and it seems like Chen has something cooking. I'm I'm going to say it because it it is what it seems like. It seems like Chen has something cooking in terms of the slider. What it is, we don't know as of yet. But here's the thing. What I want BlackBerry to do is go ahead and get all their eggs in their basket and start counting them out because they need to go ahead and get everything done accordingly and appropriately. The BlackBerry Android solution right now is not sufficient. It's not sustainable. No, you cannot exactly. keep it going like that. That is one problem, okay? That's one problem that helps actually sell devices. The, right now, BlackBerry is out there. They're selling devices on the fact that people can use Android apps. But that solution is going to go away. There is a fundamental problem with that solution as it stands right now. They cannot continue to operate that way. They have to improve it and make it better in some way, or they have to essentially just go full Android. Because the app problem is arguably the biggest problem that they have on the platform itself. We know that people will buy BlackBerry devices. We know that there's people out there that miss their, their keyboards, and they love the BlackBerry hardware, but it all comes down to one essential thing, and that comes down to the applications. You know, The, the majority of the time when people say that they, they don't want a BlackBerry, it's because it doesn't have the, the app that they want to essentially go ahead yeah. and use. Right? So that's yep. that's that's one problem that they have. The next, you know, we could go through the list of the problems that they have, but the app problem is number one. They don't they don't I, have that app. I, I personally, 
personally, I disagree. I don't think apps are the problem. I really don't. I think. No, but that's I, the thing. You don't use. You don't. You yeah. don't rely on a ton of apps. But there are people out there. You know, I don't rely on a ton of apps anymore because I have a BlackBerry and I don't <laughs> see the. <laughs> <laughs> I don't. I don't use apps because I have a BlackBerry. <laughs> well, it's true though. I I, I, I that, found that should I be found... a BlackBerry's campaign right there. We should have a picture of Chris. <laughs> just like F X square F-X. on the billboard that says, "I don't use any apps because I use a BlackBerry." It's no, it's, I, it's Chris uh, like like screw apps. He's like. Absolutely. But realistically, a lot of the stuff is integrated. Like all of that stuff is like my Dropbox and all that stuff is integrated. Everything that I use on a regular basis is pretty much integrated, right? But it, it, it there is. are people out there that that want those applications. So that's one big problem that BlackBerry has. They still have that problem, and they don't. As of right now, as as we head into the BlackBerry Security Summit and the the sliders coming out, we don't have a solution to that Android problem as of yet. Yeah. You know, there there are people out there that want these applications and telling them to sideload them, or you know, and they don't can, run all that great. It's yeah, it's, yeah. I mean, it, it's very confusing mess. Alex like, is very yeah. upset with how Tinder runs. No, I'm, well, I'm, how many people? How many people? Are frustrated that they can't run Snapchat on on that's, BlackBerry. That's, 10, that's right? exactly what I want to bring up. There, there are two billion, you know, smartphone users worldwide. So say that there's about 200 million Snapchat users right now. That's not. It doesn't seem like a lot, but right there, there's 10 percent of the audience that will not buy a BlackBerry for the sole reason. That's 10 percent, which is a decent chunk. And then you start chipping away at it, like Slack. I have the Android Slack running on my Z30, and it it runs like crap. It they updated it. And it looks great. But it runs like crap. I can't even use Slack very well on my or on my my BlackBerry 10 device anymore. So I have to use a third-party version of it. and It doesn't run all that great. So it just it starts chipping away. The just one app not working or doesn't it exist? It slowly chips away at the market share, and then yeah. it, you but just this is it's, the thing. it's like why now that BlackBerry's been in the game for a couple years now? Why can't BlackBerry get these core applications? On the OS, you know what I mean. Not it's like users. I, I don't. Not, but you know what? I really don't think it's that. It's just a simple fact. I don't think BlackBerry pays these app, these developers. No, you can't. Today. You can't even, dude. You can't pay them enough. You're talking. They're talking about like Snapchat. They're valued at like sixteen billion dollars because uh, how much? I can't even get Alex to develop. Is, Snapchat, like these big companies, the, these companies that are valued at $20 billion, yes. they're valued at that not because of their income, because of their users. They don't give a crap about their income. There's no way Snapchat is making anywhere near a valuation of $20 billion. Yeah, so they only care about having the users. So they're going to build a, Snap, a native Snapchat for BlackBerry to get 20 million more users. We're talking about 200 million using it. So for 20 million more... Or are they going to expand, make the Android and iOS better and you get know, more of that? It just doesn't make sense. Because it, it, it almost goes back to the whole chicken and egg scenario there. Yeah, right? it does. Because you're on, on one end. The chicken uh, definitely came first, guys. Just <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm with you on that one, James. So uh, you, you're stuck, right? You're, you're stuck between a rock and a hard place because on one end, BlackBerry's like, we want, we have an ecosystem for developers to go into and develop native apps. But these developers on the other platforms are, well, we're already wildly successful on these two other platforms. Yeah. Why are we going to waste our time and energy and money 
making something for such a tiny market share? For what? Yeah. We're already losing money. Twitter loses money. Snapchat loses money. None of these app, app, huge yeah. apps are making any money. Their value now. is based on perception and how many user the, their user base. That's it. They generate zero dollars. And it's crazy. I don't get it, but that's just the way it is right now. And, and, and Dude, you bring up such a perfect point because, like, there's everyone complaining about, well, who gives a crap about Snapchat? A lot of our BlackBerry users are like, who cares about Snapchat? Yeah. That is the exact reason why Snapchat is not coming here. So we're talking about 20 million p possible BlackBerry 10 users. Say that only 30% of those care about Snapchat. So they're going to come and get 6 million users. And they say that, but they say that for six million users—that's nothing. That's a drop you, in the bucket to them. You say that out of you say that out of rebellion because if the application was you know native and and available for your OS, you would definitely download it. You know what I mean? Like I'm tired of people really saying that they would not do this and that and there because they don't have access. My mom's not going to get Snapchat. There's going to be a small percentage I mean, of people. That's one thing for you know like your mom not to use it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? But I'm telling you, it's like you have 20 million users, right? Let's say. Uh, out of the 20 million, 8 million say they don't want it, but I guarantee you if the app was available, the 8 million said they didn't want it, 6 million of those 8 are going to get it, and the rest will get it as well. That's exactly it. For, but for Snapchat, their developer, that company yeah. is like, well, that's just not worth it. Give us... Yeah. Even if it wasn't like, full 20 million, that's our point. Yeah. You know, BlackBerry will come and say, how much do you want to bring Snapchat to our platform? Snapchat will be like, well... You can't pay us enough. We want $2 billion, because that, that's be what like, the... Oh, we're not going to give you that money to bring yeah. your platform to, to bring your app to our platform. That's ridiculous. How and that's, is the stream so long? We we go for half an hour, but we talk for like two. <laughs> Maybe because Alex puts us on Snapchat tangents that are meaningless to the Blackboard conversation. Oh, it's good conversation because realistically, I mean, these are these problems that we discuss are are problems that have been in place since BlackBerry 10 has existed, and you know we. We as BlackBerry users expected some of them to get better, and in some cases they have, because you know we got the Android uh, runtime implemented and everything like that. But it, like I said, it, it comes down to the point that the Android runtime is no longer a viable solution. It can't continue, so right. we have to look they into tried, that next. Chris. Remember, have to look they, into that next phase. Right, they tried. Remember when BlackBerry 10 launched and they had uh, this huge announcement? They were on stage at the big screen in the back. And everyone's waiting. There's supposed to be a, an incredible surge of development for BlackBerry 10's ecosystem. And they stood on stage and they said a list of all these companies that were committed. Yep. And bring them came, dude. To BlackBerry 10, and it never happened. Yeah. And he stood there. Everyone was applauding. And it was like these people are committed. Netflix is committed. Blackbutt, you know, they went through this whole crazy list, and it just never happened. Well, what happened? Or, or. They actually were committed somewhat to at least get their application into BlackBerry World, but it hasn't been updated since then. Yeah, you know, yeah. We're, here's here's where part of our problem comes from when we do comparisons to like Android and iOS and stuff like that. We shouldn't be comparing BlackBerry to Android and iOS at this point in time because those systems, those ecosystems, and those those um, platforms are well ahead. We know that BlackBerry is not going to fundamentally catch up to them. Compared to any, Windows. Yeah, exactly. They're having the same problem as us. Yeah, exactly. We, 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 need to, we need to basically start comparing ourselves to Windows 
backbone at this point in time, which has all the, as Alex said, the exact same problems. They have apps in the Windows Phone Store that haven't been updated in years. Yeah, they have them, but they haven't been updated in years. And that's the exact same with BlackBerry. When was the last time Flipboard was updated on BlackBerry? You know what I mean? It was never. <laughs> and who has a better chance at getting apps, Windows or BlackBerry 10? I'm going to be honest for you for Windows. a second because the Windows, they have a user base of three, four hundred million people billion. using yeah. Yeah, it. Was. It's, it's, really, it's about 300 million people who have PCs who want apps on their PCs. But they but got, tablets. They got Alex. I mean, it's Microsoft. You know, that's a multi-billion dollar. Exactly. And that's the thing. Microsoft was handing out $100,000 a pop to people to yeah, basically yeah, bring their apps. And, and they're building universal apps, so that one, apps that work on PC, tablet, and phone. So they're going from literally the, the opposite direction. Build an app for PC that works on tablet, that works on phone. You're great. People are going to start doing that because there's a large enough, large enough market share for PC and tablet, no, and the so phone's just going to benefit straight from that. You, no, I'm just being realistic about it all. Is like, that what you held up your Windows 10 before the phone? <laughs> no, you know, Windows well, phones I, are not going on. I, Windows phones are really not catching on right now. They're doing a great job with PC and tablet, but they're, they're, I'm just saying they have a better chance of getting apps on their phone than BlackBerry does because they're working the, the reverse route and they have the numbers. They pay for Instagram, they pay for Vine, and the apps still yeah. aren't updated on time. So, so where's the money? It's still better than not having them. <laughs> all right, let me ask a very important question right now. It's better than not having it at all? Yeah. That's a very important question. What are you eating, James? Jester's <laughs> made angel hair pasta. What else? Come on, can she can Jess come on and tell us what she made? It's delicious. I'm like, I can't even comprehend how good it is. If upstream wasn't on right now, my face would be. Quick, uh, quick word from the chef and what she made. No. She's wiping her face. Give her a second. I know. Give me a second. I'm eating my food. <laughs> She's having dinner. Okay. So I went ahead and made like. Crisp fried chicken with butter with garlic salt, salt and pepper, and angel hair pasta with a cream, a dash of garlic. Cilantro. Yeah. Very nice. Very nice. I could smell it from here. It smells delicious. You see, this is exactly what Blackberry needs. <laughs> this, is, this is what Blackberry needs. Content strategist, right here. Hi. <laughs> Thank you, Jess. No problem. So let's talk about Carl succeeding John Sims taking over the helm of BlackBerry's global sales initiative. This is the guy who's been over BBM. He's been over the Enterprise Gambit. Maybe a little bit too focused on Enterprise, not getting BBM where it needs to be. What do you guys think about the appointment of Carl, who pulled in as a VP over from Cisco? Just another hire that he's familiar with. You know, he had John Chen, he's talking connects, and he's got connects for days. So I think he's building in a team. He's, he's bringing in a team and built a team with whom he's comfortable, with who he knows their ability and feels like with his focus and the intent that he has for BlackBerry, they can get it done. He doesn't want to take the chance of taking a guy that has a good reputation, has, you know, whatever credentials under his belt, but may not necessarily understand John Chin and his ideology uh, of what he wants to do for BlackBerry as a whole. So he's bringing in these guys that he's very familiar with, I think, um, which is good, especially if, because, I mean, he comes from Cisco. So where's the focus at? Software. It all makes Enterprise, sense. IoT, um, yep. Right, so it all makes sense. And, and, and of course, it plays into that Internet of Things uh, role that they have, you know, 
that they're working on, so to speak, and building up as well. So, uh, I, and I, I mean, that's just been the trend that he's done. You know, that's been the complete trend that he's been doing. In well, I got something to say about this. <laughs> here's the thing. Here's the thing. Yeah, he's bringing his friends in, right? But he's also firing his friends. <laughs> well, this is the thing, right? Old compadre, and yeah, he's like, oh, didn't get the job done. Bye. Right, because I met John Sin, spoke to him a couple times, I interviewed him, and I like the guy, right? And and I told James this, I have no doubt in my mind the reason why John Sims is out is because he didn't know what to do with BBM. That's, that's, that's what I believe. Yeah. I believe that he was there to take BBM and move and evolve into the next phase and become expanded and become widely adapted, uh, you know, adaptable and stuff in some capacity. It didn't happen. When we look at the last few uh, reports that BlackBerry put out, the financials, VBM is just what? It, it, it remains uh, like a negative. And Johnson's was directly responsible for that. And we all know Chen said, listen, you get it done or you're out. So yeah. this is what this is. I, ironically, do you think the best thing they could have done for BBM was to not monetize it at all yet? Because mo by monetizing it, they had to report numbers and show that it's really... Because like if Snapchat right now said, okay, let's start monetizing it, their numbers are going to be crap. You think they're still going to be valued at $16 billion? So like BBM may have been worth more money having not monetized it. I and think... just in this I, I industry now. I don't, I don't blame them for... Uh, this is my problem with what they've done with BBM. Well, one of them. Is that <laughs> what, the way they try to monetize... And the features and st the way they just kind of staggered out with these different pricing plans is terrible. It's just a yeah. mess. Every other month we hear like some feature, we hear a beta, and then they say, oh, we could do this. Oh, great. And then yeah. remember that whole thing with the um, perfect example, customized pins? No True one box. knew how to customize yeah. pins. They advertised it, and then everyone's on their devices going through their BBM app like, where do I do this? How do I find this? It got lost. Yeah. And then they saw the pricing plan. Wait, it costs how much a month? It and was then the rumors went down to a dollar, and then it back up to two, and then finally back down to one. was just a mess. I and just got a friend request from Alex Bass on Facebook. I just Dude, to... I realized I'd never added you on Facebook. <laughs> <laughs> we're on BBM. We're never going to talk on Facebook. I care about your feed, Alex. I, I don't. But anyway, we're speaking about uh, Enterprise and... Yeah, they just... They, they you get the uh, consumers now, so they're there with BBM, and now the biggest talk is, oh, and I'm not, I'm not paying for BBM. All of a sudden, the, the idea of BBM just being widely free now became, oh, I don't want to pay for BBM. BBM is free. It's these other features that you get, these premium features you got to pay for, but somewhere in that, in that process, it got messed up. You know, that message wasn't clear, and people now are thinking, oh, i got to pay for BBM now. I'm not using it. And that's not the case at all. So yeah. it's just such a – they've done such a terrible job with just a clear voice. It's been such a – They've been trying to get those stickers to compete with WeChat and Indonesia and a lot of those other yeah. items out there. And it's, it's neutered and kind of bastardized the experience we have on BBM, which is just productivity, communication, collaboration. And, and that's broken now, right? Now we have – BBM meetings for collaboration and old asides where you know people can't get the full experience on like a Windows device as opposed to an Android and no yeah and then now it's like you introduce channels you made this baby 
and you completely neglected it since its launch. Wow. Yeah. Wow. You know, and then you wonder why BBM is not taking off? You shot yourself in the foot, and now you're wondering why you're limping? Come on. You, you bring up a good point, though, that the fact that, you know, BlackBerry, they don't really have much to compare it to. I mean, WhatsApp is not really charged. They're, they're biz- like, their charging scheme is just a joke right now. It's a dollar a year that they really don't they charge really you. Yeah, so, yeah. yeah, so then, like, who's another competitor? Well, iMessage is technically a big competitor. They don't monetize. Look, look, look at the competitors. They're really not monetizing. Yeah, we're talking about, like, Kakiao and stuff, which is primarily, like, Chinese-based, and they sell stickers and make a lot of money from that, but that's, like, a totally separate market. So they don't really have anyone in the U.S. market primarily to compare their platform with. How should they monetize? So they're the experimental ones right now. WhatsApp is probably watching BBM and saying, we shouldn't do this. <laughs> yeah, you, you can't blame them either, right? And you, and yeah. you know the, uh, the WhatsApp dev for BlackBerry 10 is watching upstream, and he's like, hey, yep. <laughs> he's just laughing at us. All the features for BBM, applying it, slapping on a WhatsApp, and ju- reaping the benefits while BBM plummets. It's sad. Is it's sad because BlackBerry is like an innovative, right? Thing. Like right, it's this cluster of innovation. They they're cutting edge, but they never lead the edge, as I've said before. And, <laughs> and because they're not the ones actually like putting and, and pushing the market forward, yeah. the apples Dude, in the I really think like that. Robbed and robbed and pillaged. Right. Until I'm, waiting, I'm waiting for WhatsApp to take the whole privacy chat. I think that's an incredible feature that is completely like... The funniest thing is we actually took that from another IM client called Telegram, so... Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. No harm, no foul, right? Exactly. If, if Apple could do it, we could do it. That's... Yeah. <laughs> so, Carl, taking over from Sims, do you guys feel like the appointment is going to be strong for BlackBerry? Or do you feel like... This is another guy who's going to come in for you know another eighteen months and then be out the door. Like that's where Carl. This guy has the pedigree to get the job done. That's for Carl to decide. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, it it seems as though that as terrible as it sounds, it seems as though the BlackBerry has a little bit of a revolving door these days. People come, people go, and you know that's it. You know, we've seen a lot of a lot of uh, employees leaving some. Some of our, I guess you could basically say close friends leaving BlackBerry uh, for some of us because, you know, Heidi left, Donnie left, Jeff left. You know, Luca's uh, gone. Yeah, Luca left. Gone. I mean, they're all, everybody, is Cluley still there, right? Cluley <laughs> is still there. I wonder what Cluley's doing. Is he, is he like trying to like, you know, sit tight with Android or is he making okay. BlackBerry 10 still? I don't know. He was off on vacation for a while, so he's trying to stay under the radar, probably. <laughs> it's sad. It's sad because you know people like get at him on Twitter for every little thing yeah. BlackBerry is with their device. Like my BB10 isn't connecting to Wi-Fi. Turn it off, please. What are you doing? <laughs> and then you know he just gets so much flack. So I can totally understand him kind of receding. This is just too yeah. much out there, man. Twitter's Twitter's a nasty place. Twitter's crazy. I mean, there's some days that I just don't even want. I, I'll, I'll look at Twitter, but I don't interact on Twitter because you know everybody everybody reads your Twitter and then they just interpret their own meaning upon it. So, yeah. or you know, I'll put lyrics. Teams, are you okay? Yeah. Stop. I can't deal with you. <laughs> so we we talked about Carl. 
we talked a little bit about the device uh, device optimizations. Dubay glossed over it very, very briefly a little bit earlier when we were talking about the Z10 versus like a Passport and the seamlessness of the experience between those devices. Let's talk about acquisitions in IoT as we close out here. Do you really think that BlackBerry is going to acquire its future revenue streams, or is it going to build them organically? From what we've seen, it's, it seems like a lot of their IoT and security push is all kind of, you know, we're going elsewhere to go get it. I think Microsoft just purchased a security cloud company for like $320 million a day. So everyone's, again, bolstering up this IoT kind of focus and platform for the future. BlackBerry with the Project Ion and the BBIoT seems to kind of have a, a grasp on what they want to do and how they're going to do it using QNX and some of their other intellectual property. But again, the question to you guys is, is BlackBerry going to build organically their future or are they going to kind of steal it from elsewhere and integrate it into what their focus is? It seems funny. like they're going to buy them. <laughs> Acquire, yeah, I'm going to just take them. No, right? it, it makes all the sense, right, because you look at it, like IoT, like 10 years from now, right, will start being the, it's going to be everything. So they don't want to, they, they kind of look at these big companies like BlackBerry, Microsoft, whomever else that plays an IoT game. They're looking at these smaller companies that are, have these small startups, and they kind of take note from the social media game, right, how Facebook was coming up, and then you had Twitter. Like they want to be like that next thing. So if they can buy it before it blows up, then they will do that by all means because they don't want to have this guy that comes, you know, from out of nowhere who's the star of the show. So they try to buy all these little IoT startups or companies who can play a huge part in their overall IoT picture that they want to um, create. Uh, it's like, why not go get those guys? But at the same time, you really don't want to leave any person out there who could be the dark horse, you know, I, it makes sense, but I really feel like that's what a lot of them are doing. You know, even with IBM, whomever, like, you know, as I mentioned, who's playing in the IoT game, they just want to catch these guys before they really make something huge and be like, damn, we should have thought of that first. But they didn't, so they just, you know, try to buy them out before they even make any noise happen. What do you yeah. think, Jess? Yeah, that's what I was about to say. So, Jess, I'm interested in this because you're, what kind of iPhone are you using? Using an iPhone 4S, they stopped making chargers for me. <laughs> <laughs> That's Apple. That's Apple's F you. So, yeah. so you, you you know I'm big on BlackBerry, right? You know we're all here no, big on, no on BlackBerry. So for you, yeah. not knowing me, what's your impression of BlackBerry, and what would you want to see them do? To just be more visible. Well, I will also ask her, like, what 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 she thinks is missing. Yeah. Like, what do you think is? What's, what's I don't think she even sees it to that depth that we do to see what's missing. That's the problem, right? <laughs> kind of summed up. But and I'll totally accept BlackBerry's not sexy as an answer because I get that. I mean, it's so bulky, like. Well, not the <laughs> device itself. I just meant in in Blackberry general. in general, just like. Yeah. yeah. What's your perception? As a brand that it doesn't exist, <laughs> in my opinion. No okay. one talks about it. No one I know talks about it. I feel like the only people who talked about it were like I'm right here. The only <laughs> people who talked about it. That's the one Jacksonville representative <laughs> right there. Middle-aged <laughs> businessmen. That's like it's me. Who like work? James doesn't though. exist. <laughs> yeah. 
No, that's that's so true. That it's people's perception is BlackBerry's dead. Why would you buy a brand that's dead? I like I don't blame people for not buying BlackBerry because their perception is that they're dead. So or or they're sense. on their way out, right? Yeah. Right. One foot why away. why invest in a phone that probably isn't going to exist in a year and a half or whatever? Yeah. Right? And especially if you get made fun of by friends who have iPhones and Android, if you have the BlackBerry and they actually make fun of you, why put up with that crap? You know. People joke about that, but I mean, that realistically, people are that superficial, right? Like it comes yeah. down to that. Like people do care about that, just like with apps. Everybody's like, "Well, why don't you like? Uh, why would yeah. you ever possibly need Snapchat?" Well, I need Snapchat. Don't question why. Yeah. I, I just want Snapchat. Just yeah. for the record, Jess, uh, I know that you said that the passport is bulky, but uh, this is the slum, slimmer, smaller version here. It's really friendly. Not really. Still not really that attractive to me. I don't even yeah, use keyboards. Keyboard, keyboard probably isn't sleek and attractive, you know. I think Wait for the slider. Wait for the slider. Let me get the, let me get my red Z10 out. <laughs> well, I always thought that females would appreciate QWERTYs a little bit more than men because the nails get in the way of that touchscreen and typing. It's it's kind yeah. of it's really difficult and challenging to try to get that typing experience. Oh, I see what you're talking about. Yeah, no, I'm not a normal female, though. I'm sorry. I'm really <laughs> oh, okay. She's a man. This is not that kind of podcast. I concur. Alex is censoring us, guys. That's not <laughs> <laughs> so, so for you, the brand is just dead. You know, No one's talking. So they would need to. What would move you to a BlackBerry if more of the people you knew were on them? Maybe. Yeah, maybe. Maybe. But I mean. So you're a follower. They're not going to though. I don't know. It's just like. I think it's probably the keyboard though. A lot of people really like touchscreen. I mean. That's... They have touchscreens too. Yeah. They didn't sell either. So yeah. kind of like a. <laughs> so I think the answer to this question is is that they really just don't care. And I don't give <laughs> <laughs> no, that's that's. I think I and I agree with Darius. I think that people don't care, and BlackBerry has not given a reason for people to care. And I'm gonna say this. I'm gonna say this, right? Because my wife, right? She just recently left Sprint. She went to T-Mobile, and I'm not gonna. It's not about the service, right? But it's about this phone, right? She had a iPhone 5s, so she gets to T-Mobile. She has the chance to upgrade, move on to the iPhone 6 if she wanted to. I asked her personally. I said. Why is it that you want the iPhone? She said, I don't know because I had one beforehand. I said, is it the applications? What is it? You know, what is it that you're looking for for your phone to do? Because I easily could have gave her my Z30. She could have used it. Cool. No. She's just like, I don't know. I just want an iPhone because, I don't know, everybody else has an iPhone and it's just easy for me to communicate with them because they have an iPhone. You remember when BlackBerry was a status symbol? I mean, everybody had a BlackBerry, right? Right, right. Yeah. There you go. That's the answer. BlackBerry is no longer the status symbol. The iPhone is the status symbol. Right. And you have like very the few Apple people Watch, that, right? Right. You want you have few people that I don't want to say few people. There's a lot of people that want different and cheap. So what is their alternative? They go to Android. So on the contrary, it's it's one of two things. You either want something that's different, you want something that's cheap, or you want something that everyone else has. You don't because I think that Android, what you said, Darius, is is the solution for a lot of people because it's different not 
entirely different. It's very familiar. You still get the alt touch. You still get the same paradigm that yeah. the iPhone works in. It's almost virtually the same thing. So you get that different, but not so different. BB10 is different. Yeah, it really is. And Maybe you should want some trans, like transitions and some translucency. Well, you know what? Darius basically wants BBOS back, basically. <laughs> you know, it's, it's, it's funny because I was just... I'm, I'm sorry, I went outside for a cigarette, uh, so my microphone may have changed. <laughs> but it's funny. <laughs> Maybe. Uh, it's funny because I was just thinking about that. Like, what if BlackBerry brought back some of the, like, I mean, because the majority of people that I know like Android because of the customability options and shit like that, right? So you can. It, what if BlackBerry brought back some of the stuff from BBOS, such as themes and those customization options, and, you know, they opened up a lot of those APIs for developers to essentially go ahead and create some of the apps that we previously had. Uh, I can't think of any great examples at the present moment. But, like, all of those call blocking apps and stuff like that. Like, yeah, we have a few call blocking apps on BlackBerry 10, and they work rather well, but they don't work like BlackBerry OS apps used to. What if BlackBerry reverted and actually opened up some more of those customization options and stuff no like that? No, Chris, it, you know, I don't think it could hurt any more than where they are now. Exactly. Like, why yeah. not? I why mean, Poodle like, Mobile could go back to building themes for BlackBerry 10, right? All yeah. these developers could go back to to doing that. I, I feel as though, like, even though it, it only comes down to, like, just themes, I feel as though that uh, uh, with BlackBerry 10 not having those customizations, a lot of a lot of love was lost for the platform when it comes to that sort of thing, because it was there. It was easily accessible. If you didn't like the look of your phone, you just downloaded a brand new theme, right? Plus, it created a companionship with a, a lot of the developers out there, because people were sharing their themes, and people were, like, teaching other people how to go ahead and create themes for BlackBerry at that point in time. It, you know, there, there was a, 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 a mutual, you know, quote-unquote love there within the community, and I, I feel like some of that was lost with the, the compatibility in moving to BlackBerry 10. None of that stuff is there anymore. So pretty much you're saying we expect the article coming from you soon? Mm -hmm. <laughs> <laughs> no, I mean, it's just exactly what we said earlier. It's just like, you don't never know until they actually try it. And these days that we're trying, it's not like it's something that is completely unreal or just out of this world. It's just like it's really kind of just an idea that has been used before but hasn't been used by BlackBerry with this platform. And it's a lot of things that they can really just try. And if it doesn't work, I mean, you know, whatever. It's like stop being cheap. You know, you've been cheap for like three years. You know, it's been a little... <laughs> <laughs> That's you ain't never lied, Darius. You ain't never lied. They said option uh, number 23. You lied there, but. <laughs> <laughs> so I think we we killed it tonight, gentlemen. I don't know how we milked an hour out of that. I really do not know, but. I think we stepped it up from the beginning, too. Plates <laughs> <laughs> crashing. No one realizing we're live. No, we didn't. Okay, so Jess is cooking. She turns the front burner on, thinking she'd put the back one on, put a oh. plate in the front burner. The plate got so hot that it exploded. No oh, way. Wow. Yeah. <laughs> I was like... Just like one small flame. That's about it. Just enough to pop. 
Well, I'm glad it didn't like explode and cut her stomach open. That's what I said. I was like, good thing you didn't like impale her because I would have kept going. <laughs> <laughs> I'd have been like, Alex, I'll take over. <laughs> well, I really appreciate having you guys on. Editor in chief at Crackberry Blaze is always phenomenal to have on. One of these days we will see his face again, but yeah. most most of our viewers viewers We're actually gonna listen. We're going to take a picture together for, for Berry Flow, Chris. Yeah, yeah. So, I want to see. We have a security sorry. summit in four days, guys. So literally yeah. less than a week. Blaze and Jubei are both going to be there for the event. They'll be covering it. Maybe I don't know. Maybe you guys can sit down for a little bit, get a drink, and do like a little. Like a very flow one on one with both of you guys. That'd be interesting. Yeah, we can do that. I'm I'm staying an extra night in New York, so Boom, uh, that's what I'm talking about, Chris. Yeah. Let's, yeah, let's I'll be make, there. Make it happen, I, guys. Jubay Jube asked me earlier this week, he was like, Are you wearing like a, a suit or anything? I'm like, No, but I promise I'll take off my hat. <laughs> <laughs> that is that is a big commitment from you, so I'll, <laughs> we take what we can get it. <laughs> right. So, so Chris, before we close, man, tell us about you had a fledgling dream here to get a BlackBerry passport from Canada, and you actually succeeded. How did, how did that oh, happen? Oh, yeah. This is an interesting scenario. Yeah, it really and is. Probably, probably, I mean, really, it should be written up as, like, a, a help or how-to or pretty much uh, what not to do <laughs> because it's very, very stupid. But... Um, I was awake one night, I was playing around with one of my AT&T passports, and I couldn't remember the uh, the password for my BBID, so I, I essentially um, reset the BBID, but when the email came through, I wasn't I wasn't fully awake. I, don't, I honestly don't know what happened, like, in terms of, of how the whole scenario went out, but ultimately what it came down to was that I ended up deleting... The BBID that was actually associated to the device. Um, yeah, and if you actually look on the BlackBerry knowledge base, in big, bold, red letters, it tells you, do not delete your BBID if you have BlackBerry Protect turned on. And the, the device was running 10.32. Oh, my so God. Essentially, I was locked out of the device. The device is still toasted. Like She's a brick. Yeah, it's, it's pretty much a paperweight. I can't get into it at this point in time. There's no way around it, anything like that. I spoke to. There's Black one Black. way. Yeah. There's one way. Send send it to Kevin. He'll swap out the motherboard with a brand new motherboard. <laughs> yeah, that's that's one way. But anyways, yeah. I, I spoke with BlackBerry about it, and they were like, "No, we can't do it. Can't unlock it." That was wow. like, it's, it's pretty much easier just to go ahead and send you a new device at this point. So they shipped me out a new device, but the device that I I actually got sent out in in the replacement, I started noticing differences. Like it. it it came, and I was like, oh, cool, okay. I set everything all back up. My BBID was perfectly fine and everything like that. And I'm, I started looking at the device, and I'm like, this seems, like, slightly different. So I got what is essentially an AT&T passport, but it doesn't have an AT&T logo on it, and the device was actually made in Canada, which is kind of rare for an AT&T passport. Like, if you, if you go through, the majority of them are actually made in Mexico. Yeah. Only, like... Only like the early early uh, pre-production build devices were essentially built in Canada, and the ones that they export to different countries were made in Canada. So I ended Maybe up with selling off the stock, and they had to go make you one real quick in Canada and send it over. <laughs> that's why they're selling yeah. out. Yeah, that's. I can see, I can see Kiyomi like building it herself. 
I got an unbranded AT&T passport that awesome. was made in Canada, which is, you know, to me, I mean, at the end of the day, it doesn't really mean a whole lot, but being Canadian and having that, that love affair with BlackBerry and, you know, some sense of national pride, I was very, I was quite happy to get <laughs> and BlackBerry I got passport, made passport made in Canada. Yeah. And, I'm going to go delete my BlackBerry ID. Ultimately, ah. it, it serves as a warning. Don't delete your BlackBerry ID ever unless you have BlackBerry Protect turned off and disabled because you will essentially lock yourself out of the device yeah. and you will not be able to get back in. It's such, it's such an upside yet a downside. Like, if someone physically steals your device, they may, it's no, like, it's a brick to them. People are getting shot over people stealing iPhones and things. So if you stole, like, some, if you stole my BlackBerry and it was a brick to you after that point, then, like, that, it's such a useful deterrent <laughs> For somebody from stealing it. If you steal my BlackBerry, I'm gonna come to your house. <laughs> Don't do that. That's where a kid just got killed the other day because of that. Yeah, I mean, even, I think... even now they started putting up warnings like on on the uh, at least BlackBerry heads, like in, you know the BlackBerry Protect. We yeah. we encourage you to contact the police if your device was stolen. Do not yeah. try and try and initiate contact with whoever. You know. And there's that there's that application that like takes a photo of the person's face, like when the phone. Yeah. <laughs> It's like, oh, we'll go find this guy. Let me, let me drop this photo on a Google image search and find out who they are. So I just don't, I don't, I just don't understand what happened. Like, uh, you know, like I said, I can't, I can't even explain the process. But somehow, I managed to delete the PBID, and it, you know, if I can do it, then I'm sure somebody else can do it. So, yep. you know, let it, let it stand as a warning. Make sure you don't, don't mess around with BlackBerry Protect. Make sure Chris, it's Chris, disabled. Definitely, definitely do a post on that, man, because that needs to be out there for people. Yeah. Once you go 10.3.2, you do not go back. Yeah. <laughs> like, that to be out there. So I'm looking at this tablet here, and I wonder what could happen if BlackBerry goes Android. Is the playbook going to get revised? Stop. Playbook <laughs> is just that. <laughs> and with that, episode 57 is over. Appreciate having everybody on. Stokes, Jubei, Alex, Chris, as always, great to have you guys on. Commentary is much appreciated by the community and myself. We always have a great time on these things. We'll see you next week again, four days till the security summit. So our next upstream will follow up with some info, insight, and maybe some maybe Blaze and Jubei one on one. We'll see what happens with that. See what Jubei comes. That sounds all right. Whatever. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like that, man. I mean, Chris is spoken for. I don't know about you, Jubei, but <laughs> I don't know about you. I'm in a visa. <laughs> I, I, I'm on my off month, okay? <laughs> Everyone say bye, Jess. Bye, bye Jess. Bye, Jess. <laughs> <laughs> All right, everyone. She's making dessert right now. So it's, I'm, a tart. it's a pear tart. So I'm, I thought you were the dessert. Um, <laughs> we have to get off. We all fair. It's awful. <laughs> And...